Welcome to the MJV Ministries podcast, where we focus on building your faith and stirring up your passion to win souls. Take a moment to subscribe so you can stay updated with everything we do. Now here's your host, Evangelist Mike Vitalich. Hallelujah. That's good for me, but let's give it up to Jesus. Come on, somebody. Come on, you could do better than that. Come on, Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the author, the finisher of my faith. Glory to God. Come on, shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Worship team, take a seat. Thank you. Glory to God. Who's excited? Who's alive? Who's got the spirit of the Lord inside of them? Hallelujah. It's going to be a great week, church. Come on. Who's expecting a miracle in their lives? Are you hungry? Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. It's truly an honor to be here. It's, it truly is an honor to be here. The great men and women of God who stood here, preached, and now, and now I, I was invited. I, I don't take it lightly. So I, I want to thank Pastor Thad and Pastor Francis for inviting me because, you know, we, we just followed each other on social media and everything was the Lord. Everything, the Holy Ghost. Amen. So I want to thank you, both of you. Thank you for having me come. It's truly an honor. Amen. My name is uh, Evangelist Michael Vitalich. I'm going to share a little bit about myself. Um, most of you probably don't know me. It's okay. I tell people I'm like sandpaper. Someone say, why sandpaper? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Because I say, I say things how they are in the Bible. Some people get offended. Some people get mad. But I promise I love you. I promise I love you. I talk to people all over the world. I, I, I minister to people. And when I tell them what the Bible says, they get mad, they get frustrated, they get angry, and then they block delete me. Then three weeks later, hey, I'm sorry, Brother Michael, you were right. So it, uh, it's sandpaper. After a while, it rubs off and gets nice and smooth, and we develop a great relationship. Amen? Amen. I, I grew up in Long Island, New York. Anybody? All right, we got some Long Islanders. New Yorkers, okay. All right, maybe you could tell me where to get a nice New York slice. By the way, it's the water. It's the water, okay? I'm just telling you, it's the water. Amen? It's the water. I grew up playing sports. I love the New York Jets. Amen? <laughs> Glory to God. Miracles happen, let me tell you. <laughs> and uh, I decided I started a business when I was 21. Uh, I started a training company in Long Island, New York. I was in a couple gyms, and uh, I turned away from the Lord. I said, I don't need you. I figured everything out of my house, myself, and what are you going to do for me? And I turned away from the Lord. My parents rose, uh, I grew up in the church, Pentecostal church, denominational church, and uh, at a young age, I knew I was called by God, and I turned my back on him, and then I, I, let me tell you, when when God, whew, glory to God, someone needs to hear this. You can't run from God. 
You can't run from the call. The call does not change. The mission does not change. The call is there. And when he calls you, he's never going to let you go. Amen. He's never going to stop. He's going to put people in your life to keep reminding you. Amen. My mom and dad, uh, they, they taught me everything I know. And they kept me in church. They kept me in the word. And I did not depart. Amen. Those of you that have children, loved ones that aren't serving the Lord yet, I believe this week the Lord will find them. Angels are going to go out and go and find them, and they shall be saved. Come on, somebody. They shall be sitting in the front row of a Holy Ghost church. They will be baptized. They will be baptized with water and with fire. Hallelujah. That's my prayer. Hallelujah. I still have family members aren't serving the Lord. I said, Lord, I'm just going to keep winning people to you. I'm going to keep I'm going to keep leading people to Jesus. Amen. And my siblings will be saved. Amen. Your siblings will be saved. Amen. And so at the age of 21, like I said, I opened up a business. I was doing very well. Uh, I got involved um, with some scary people. Uh, we're, we're live. It's okay. There's probably a, a limit, a statue of limits. So I won't be arrested or anything. But for the people who think that the mob doesn't exist, it really does exist. Uh, the mob does exist. And being in business in gyms in Long Island, it's very mob ran. And so I got connected with some dangerous people. And the Lord took me out. Glory to God. The Lord helped me, delivered me, set me free. And uh, I, glory to God, I went to Bible school. Amen. You know, when you're hungry for God, miracles happen. And I developed a hunger for God in such a strong way where miracles just started happening in my life. And I was able to walk away from a lifestyle supernaturally, which you're not supposed to walk away from. But the Lord did it. Amen. I went to Bible school. The Bible says study to show yourself approved. I'm not saying you have to go to Bible school to preach. But the Lord directed me to go to Bible school. There I met my phenomenal wife. Why don't you stand up? The Bible says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and finds favor. I found a great thing, and I found favor. Amen. And so we quickly got married. The Lord put everything together. I'll share some more about that later. And uh, we began serving the Lord. We began winning souls. And uh, we started the ministry. And I'm telling you, when you decide in your mind, in your heart, that you're going to serve the Lord, everything's going to line up. Yes, there's challenges, but challenges are there to build your faith. Say, build my faith. You're going to have your faith built, be built this week. Amen. Your faith will be built. Your faith will be strong. And I'm telling you, miracles are going to happen this week. Today, tonight, miracles will happen. Amen. Hallelujah. Because you're hungry. You're thirsty for the things of God. Even during worship, I just felt the presence of God. I see people lifting their hands, crying. People are hungry for the things of God. Amen. And I'm telling you, when you put a demand on God, when you put a demand on the anointing, God is going to meet you. Amen. 
He's going to meet you. So clear your calendars. Just like what Pastor said, who knows how long this is going to go for. Clear your calendars and invite somebody. Who has a smartphone? Let me see all the smartphones. Anybody have a smartphone? Okay, people are using it. Okay. Who has a dumb phone? Well, throw out the dumb phone. Get a smartphone. Invite somebody. I heard a great man of God last night. I was watching. He said, uh, empty pews are a sign of people not doing their jobs. This is what a great man of God said, a general in the faith. And so I already spoke to your pastor. This week, we're going to go out soul winning on Saturday. We're gonna train, I'm going to train you up. We're going to meet here, and we're going to go through some soul winning training, and we're going to go hit the streets, and we're going to invite people to church. Amen? People need Jesus. Amen? How many people know that? People need Jesus. It's scary out there. People need Jesus, and people need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen? And that's what we're going to do. Amen? God's not done with this church. God's not done with America. God's not done with Florida. God's not done with you. Amen? Say, God's not done with me. Hallelujah. This week is going to be an increase of faith. Glory to God. You're going to leave here different. You're going to leave here challenged. Most of you have never heard me minister. Some of you are going to love the way I minister. Some of you are going to hate the way I minister. It's okay. It's okay. I promise. But do it for the Lord. Invite someone to one of these meetings because people need help. And you could give people food. You can give people money. But if you give them Jesus, it will change their life. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Father, I thank you for this service. I thank you for the work you're doing in this church and in each and every person here. Father, I pray that their heart is open to receive from you. Father, anoint my tongue as a pen of a ready writer. May I only say and do what you want me to say and do. Father, I pray right now every distraction sent from hell, I pray it would be removed from each and every person here. In Jesus' name, I thank you. Father, where your presence is, there is freedom. And I thank you, Lord. Everybody leaves here differently in Jesus' name. And if you agree with me, say amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I want to talk about the process of faith tonight. The process of faith. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, pastor said I can go as long as I want. So buckle up. Hallelujah. The process of faith. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to talk about faith this week. I'm going to talk about faith, and your faith will be challenged and stirred, and you're going to leave here whole. There's people that are sick here, people that need a miracle here, and you're going to receive your miracle. Amen? You're going to receive your miracle. You're going to feel so great. You're going to feel the wind of the Holy Ghost blow on you. Some of you, you're, I mean, some of you may get out of retirement. Some of you may say, I'm, in, I'm retired, Mike. Some of you might just get that Holy Ghost fire and say, I'm getting out of retirement. I'm going back to work. The Lord has need of you. Hallelujah. Say, the Lord has need of me. Hallelujah. 
Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Revival and these meetings are going to cause you to do something wild for the Lord. Revival causes your faith to be built. Revival causes you to fall back in love with your first love, Jesus. Revival will stir something inside of you that was once asleep, and it will wake you up, glory to God. Revival will change you. Revival will cause you to be hungry. Revival will cause the anointing to come on you. Revival will cause the sleepy things in your life to awake. I always tell this every time I minister. You know, it's, it's bad to get complacent. To get complacent. It's awful. To get into the mundane, the routine, the nine to five. It's not, listen, Jesus was never like that. Jesus always kept doing new things, glory to God. He went around doing good. He went around healing. He went around ministering to people. I like it back here. This is nice. What's up? There's so many seats. Why are you sitting in the back? (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) I'm going to pick on some of the worship team. Amen. Listen, young people, I've felt this in my spirit for a while. You got to get to each and every one of these meetings, young people. I'm not saying anything about older people. You come as well, but the younger generation is being attacked. The younger, even, even all over the world, we were just in Switzerland, and we went to minister in Switzerland, and the young people are being attacked. The young people, I mean, you see what they're trying to indoctrinate now in the public school? It's, it's wicked. It's an abomination. Young people, if you have friends, bring them here. Just tell them there's this guy from New York you got to hear. I was just preaching in a Spanish church, and I said, I told them, I said, listen, invite somebody. Tell them there's a gringo here. And people brought, hey, you got to listen to this gringo. And this church, got, the church grew. People started coming to the meetings. People got saved. People got delivered. This one, this one kid, young kid, tattoos, face, you could just tell. You don't need to have a ministry gift to say something's wrong with this young kid. And the moment I laid my hands on the fire of God came and changed his life. He had color back in his face. So I'm just doing, I'm not doing this. It's not about me. It's not about my ministry. It's about people. Amen. And young people need Jesus. Old people need Jesus too. But young people, there's a spirit of suicide. That's really what's going on. It's a spirit of suicide. And suicide's at an all-time high. So invite your friends. Hallelujah. I didn't forget where I was, I promise. Listen, you're never going to meet somebody that ministers like me. I, I, I flow with the Holy Ghost. I have my notes. I'm going to talk about faith, but then the Lord will show me something, and I'll just, I'll, just go down, I'll just go down a rabbit hole, and people need to hear it. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is only night one. It's going to be good, I promise. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Ghost. My wife and I, we, we, we minister all over, and we were just in Switzerland. And uh, while we were in Switzerland, they passed a law 
where you can't preach the gospel. The gospel is considered hate speech. And so we had an outdoor event, because that's what my wife and I do. We, we put on some outdoor events where we, we you know, it's a crusade. And uh, we give things away. We invite people to we give them food, and we help them pay their bills. And, and then we minister the gospel. We, we give them Jesus. Amen. And so there was just a law passed while we were there. We had our event and everything. Well, the government said the gospel is hate speech. And so you can get arrested. You can get arrested. And I'm thinking, well, if they're going to arrest me, I'm going to start my prison ministry. Glory to God. <laughs> but it's, it's, to be honest, to put things in perspective, we're, we're this much closer to the end times. I mean, Jesus is coming back soon. Glory to God. He's coming back. And, we, and the Lord really has given us a, a, a heart to reach people for souls. Our ministry is all about souls. It's all about reaching people, ministering to people, getting people saved. And we look for churches because after we cast the net, we got to get them discipled. Amen. They got to be given the word. They have to be taught the word. Amen. They need good word of faith, Holy Ghost pastors to pray with them, stand with them. I was here Sunday morning, and when everyone started raising their hand that they had your pastor's phone number, I, I, was, I was shook. Glory to God. What an amazing pastor that you have, that he's willing to give you his, his direct line. I know pastors that won't do that. That's, that's an honor, and that's a privilege. Take advantage of that. <laughs> Take advantage of that. See that? But you know what you're supposed to do for your pastor? You're supposed to help him and lift his hands up. Amen? That's, that's what we're called to do. We're called to lift the hands of the local pastor. Everything in this community should be going through this church. And it will be in Jesus' name. Because God's not done with this church. God's not done with you. God is going to use each and every one of you in a mighty way. I'm telling you, your faith is going to grow. I didn't even start my message yet. Your faith is going to grow this week. Get ready. This is the appetizer. Your, something inside of your spirit is going to go off where you, you're going to realize you can't live like everybody else. You can't be like everybody else. Something inside of you is going to click, glory to God, that you are born differently, that the spirit of Christ is inside of you, glory to God. Hallelujah. And when God touches you, he's going to touch your family. It's a chain reaction. That's what happens. That's what happens, all because of a hunger, all because of a thirst, all because of a desperate cry, tears running down your face. Lord, use me. Lord, touch me. Glory to God. And he's going to do it this week. He's going to do it this week. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Young people, I'm going to be seeing you a lot. And I expect all the young people on Saturday to be at our soul winning event. All the young people, be there. You are leaders. You are leaders. You are not to be pushed around. You are not to, to be, to be uh, thought of differently. No, young people, you're going to stand up. You're going to be a leader to your, fam uh, to your, your friends, to families. They're going to look at you differently. Glory to God. You're not going to be told what to do. You're going to be telling what to do. Amen. I feel that in my spirit.
young people. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Faith starts when you decide to believe the word of God. The moment that you believe in God, faith is born. Think about this. Each and every one of you here right now have a measure of faith. The Bible says in Acts 16.31, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. You are you and your family's household. By believing in Jesus, I'm going to keep this simple. You know, Apostle Paul said it, preach simple. The moment you, you invite the Lord as your Lord and Savior, you accept him in your heart. Did anybody receive a, a piece of letter, mail? No. Did anybody have a stalk come and say, or an angel say, oh, congratulations, you're saved? No. Maybe your church gave you a diploma? No. You think about it. You spoke to God. You opened up your mouth. And you said to the Lord, forgive me. Help me. Wash me. Set me free. You said, Jesus, come in to my heart. Jesus, come into my heart. That's where faith was born. The same way this earth was created. God spoke out. Let there be light. He spoke everything out to creation. The same way you had to speak to get saved. Faith, that took, that took faith. That took faith. Believing in Jesus takes faith. The Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for, things not yet seen. You couldn't see salvation, but you believed that once you prayed, you believed this word, that you prayed and something happened. Something in the spiritual realm happened, glory to God. And something was birthed inside of you. And that's faith. The Bible says faith is the only way you can please God. Faith is the only way you can please God. The moment you accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior, you started pleasing God. Glory to God. You started pleasing him. Faith is, is, is the currency of heaven. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Bible faith is with you believing in your heart. Bible faith is laying hold of the unseen realm. Write this down. Bible faith is laying hold of the unseen realm. Hallelujah. I'm going to teach a little bit here. This is important for every, maybe you said, oh, evangelist, Mike, I, I've, I've known faith. I've been in the, I've, I'm in ministry. Uh, I've, I've read the Bible. But listen, listen to me. Listen to me. The Lord told me to speak on this. Somebody needs to hear this. Glory to God. Does everything go okay back there? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Bible faith 
is believing with your heart. Bible faith is laying hold of the unseen realm of hope and bringing it into the realm of reality. The moment you prayed the prayer of salvation, you brought Jesus into your heart. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, came into your heart. Glory to God. What a miracle. People say miracles don't happen. When somebody calls on the name of Jesus, it's a miracle. Hallelujah. When somebody calls on the name of Jesus, it's a miracle. That person has just accepted eternal salvation. He just accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. They're on their way to heaven. That's a miracle. They've, they've, they've received, hallelujah, eternal life. That's a miracle. That all happened with faith. I was one time um, flying for an event in Washington, D.C., and uh, I'm, in, I'm in school, and they send us out. I, I, went, I decided, because I didn't want to go back home to New York, I said, I'm going to stay busy in the ministry. So I volunteered to, to help in summer school. I wasn't a bad student, but I went to summer school anyway. Amen? <laughs> and so they were doing uh, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown. He rented the DAR. Um, it's right next to the White House. And he was holding revival meetings. And if you know anything about Dr. Rodney, he loves people. And he wants them to go to heaven, and he'll go anywhere to get people. So he sends teams out to the, the scariest parts of the city, the dangerous side. And uh, they said, you're gonna, you've been selected to go, and you're going to go into a Section 8 area. It's, it's, it's dangerous. Don't bring any jewelry. Don't bring your wallet. Uh, we're going to pick you up in a bus. You're going to fly her out. And so, okay, that's what we do. So it was a group of us. And I, I went on this bus, and I'm just praying the Holy Ghost. They teach you to pray in the Holy Ghost. Amen? If you don't pray in the Holy Ghost, you're going to need to start praying in the Holy Ghost. Because you need the Holy Ghost even to go to Walmart. You need the Holy Ghost to go anywhere these days. Even the Chick-fil-A, when somebody cuts you off, and, and you're just as hungry as them. <sighs> Glory to God. <laughs> Let it go. Amen? <laughs> Forgive. And so we decided to, to go into this area, and it was really dangerous. I mean, there's drugs all over the place. There's people passed out on the streets, and it's, it's not your typical flyering event. And so we, we did it. Uh, we handed out all our flyers, and it's, it's a really hot day, and it's humid. Reminds me of days like this, hot and humid. <laughs> and I said to the Lord, Lord, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm, I'm thirsty. I'm literally thirsty. I need something to drink. I feel, I feel weak and everything like that. And so we're waiting for our bus to pick us up. And uh, there's like a Spanish bodega. And this guy's coming out with a slushy. And it looks so good. I was like, glory to God, I need that. I need that in my life right now. Amen. Anybody ever been that thirsty? You just want something to drink? Glory to God. <laughs> and so I told the guy, I said, how, how much is that? And the guy just looked at me. He maybe didn't understand English. So I walked inside. I asked the guy, I said, how much is one of these slushies? Oh, a dollar. I said, okay. I walked out, and I said, I could believe God for a dollar. 
Thank you, Lord. I started going into emergency tongues. Shada ba 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 ba. Lord, where is it? And I'm looking. I'm looking all in the street. I can find a dollar now. People throw away change all the time. I could find. I found a nickel. Okay, here we go. We're on to something. I found a dime. All right. I found. I got 25 cents. 75 cents. Next thing you know. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm looking, and everyone's looking at me like. Mike, what are you doing, man? I said, I'm determined. I'm going to get a dollar for this slushy. And I just got to school there. Glory to God. So all of a sudden, I hear this car drive around the corner. And it has no muffler. It sounds like it's gunshots. Poof! Coming out of the It's like a whole nother level. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. This is like a drive-by or something. Glory to God. What's going on? And this guy opens up this rusted truck. It was a gold-colored truck. I never forget it. It looked like um, a Ford, like an old Ford truck. He. <laughs> Someone doesn't like Fords. <laughs> it wasn't a Dodge. It was a, like a Ford Ranger. That's really what it was. A Ford Ranger it had no window, had no glass in it. It just looked scary, and. I'm on the left side. He's on the right side. He says, hey, come here. Like that. He looks at me like, oh, my goodness. And they teach you, don't go near people's trucks. Okay? But something inside of me said, I'm going to find out what he's got. He opens up the passenger door. And I'm thinking, what has he got? <laughs> and he goes like this. And he drops four quarters in my hand. And then he closes the door. And he just drives away. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I looked at the four quarters. <laughs> I told everyone, I got a dollar. People looked at me so weird, man. It's just a dollar. No, you have no idea. I told the Lord. I used my faith. Glory to God. I used my faith for a dollar. And the Lord told me. And I said, thank you, Lord. And the Lord says, you don't need to look around with faith. You just need to believe it. You just need to believe that I'm going to meet your needs. Even the little things. The Lord takes the light of the little things that you want, that you desire. He takes the light in all of that. Glory to God. I walked out of that bodega with a beautiful, it was like a red, white, and blue slushy. Everyone looks at me on the bus. Everyone's sweating. Everyone's hot. There's no air conditioning in it. And I'm sitting there drinking my slushy. Glory to God. Won't he do it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Someone said, you should have asked the Lord for a little bit more. I said, you know what? You're right. I should have. I heard a great man of God, great man of God said, he said, if you could believe God for a dollar, it's the same faith to believe God for millions of dollars. Come on, somebody. Say same faith. It's the same faith. Faith doesn't have limits. Faith takes a stand. I, I decided to take a stand. I'm, I'm not dealing with this. I'm not going to deal with my thirst. I took a stand, glory to God. I took a stand. I, I, I'm not going to wait half hour and, and, and be desperate for something to drink. No, I'm going to believe God right then and there. Hallelujah. I was going, I, I'm, I'm going to share some testimonies. And this is going to help people. When I decided to go to Bible school, I had a business. My business partner didn't want me to go to Bible school. He said, it's a bad time for you to go to Bible school. 
you shouldn't go. And I felt, well, it must be a really good time for me to go. <laughs> Amen. So I left my business. He wouldn't pay me a dollar for it. He, wouldn't, he squeezed me out. He said, I'm not giving you any money for your, 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 your side of the business. And I said, well, that's okay. That's okay. I don't need your money. I gave it to him. I said, here you go. Here's, here's my 50%. I said, I'll take my half of the debt. You take your half of the debt. And that's it. So I left my business. I was doing very well. I don't need it. I'm going to believe God. I'm going to believe God. I went to Bible school. I didn't have a, a place to live. I had two friends that were going to meet me there. They were more like acquaintances. They were introduced to me as great uh, friends and of other people. And I said, okay, we'll look for an apartment together. So I get there first, and we have orientation. And I'm saying, where am I going to stay? So in my natural mind, I got a hotel. I got a hotel. I'm living in a hotel for the first week. And then I said, well, where are you guys staying? They said, we have no, well, come in the hotel with me. So I'm paying for a hotel, paying for a hotel. One week goes by, two weeks go by. I can't continue to live in a hotel, going to Bible school. I'm not even working at the time. I said, Lord, if you called me to go to Bible school, you're going to have to make a way for me. You're going to have to make a way for me, Lord. Because if I, if I heard wrong, I'm sorry, I repent. But I know your voice. The Bible says the sheep know the shepherd's voice. And the voice of a stranger, they will not follow. How do you get to know? Someone wants to know, how do you get to know the voice of the Lord? How do you, how do you hear God's voice? And it's, it's very simple. This is a side note. This right here, the voice of the Lord. The Bible. So I said, Lord, if this is not of you, then something's got to happen because I need a place to stay. And within 24 hours, I go to my orientation. I get to meet people. Some lady went to Bible school with her son, and they got a four-bedroom apartment. And she said, oh, I'm looking for roommates. Do you know anybody? I said, glory to God. I do know people. But when I asked the Lord... You know, I grew up in an Italian house, and I, I like to cook. Amen? I like pasta. I like sauce. I make it all homemade and fresh. Glory to God. Boy, my wife really got blessed. Amen? <laughs> I, I tell her, don't you, honey, you don't, you don't need to cook. I'll take care of the cooking. I enjoy it. I'm telling you. Amen? I even do the cleaning, too. Amen? <laughs> so I said, does it have, what type of kitchen does it have? Because I, I, I told the Lord, I want a nice kitchen. I like a big, spacious kitchen. Delight. Say delight. Amen. So she said, oh, why don't you come see it? And it was on the second floor. Had a beautiful balcony. Had a beautiful kitchen. All new appliances. Glory to God. And I said, where do I sign? <laughs> Amen. I used my faith. I used my faith. Glory to God. I used my faith. No one else is going to do it for you. No one, else, no one else, young people, old people, everyone here, no one here is going to do it for you. You need to use your faith. Say, use your faith. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says in Romans 1, 6, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is power. 
How do you explain things that just happen? The world calls it, oh, your luck. It's lucky. No, it's not. It's, it's faith. It's the currency of God. And anything you want and desire in life, you need to use your faith. You need to learn to grow your faith. You need to learn how to, to exercise your faith. You need to know how to hear from God so you could build your faith. Now, we already know that each and every one of you have a measure of faith. We're all saved. If you're not saved, I'm going to give an altar call, and you're going to get saved. Amen? And something is going to happen in your life. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, things not yet seen. Without faith, it is, it is impossible to please God. Every time I decided to use my faith, I was pleasing God. You please God by using your faith. You don't need the government's help. You don't need handouts. No, you have a God that is the creator. The creator. Come on. We serve a God that is the creator of all heaven and earth. He knows what today will bring. He knows what tomorrow to bring. Some of you, God is just waiting for you to ask him for something. Glory to God. Well, I don't want to ask. That's too big. No. Stop that. Stop that. It's not too big. You could have what you say. The Bible says to call those things as they are and as they are. You could believe God for big and great and mighty things. Glory to God. You could believe God for the impossible. You could believe God for healing. You can believe God for, for joy. You could believe God for peace. It all takes faith. Glory. Hallelujah. You could believe God for souls. You could believe God for houses. My wife and I, we, prior from living in Florida, we were living in Rockford, Illinois. We were renting an apartment. And uh, we were on a church. We were working for a church. Praise God. And they gave us a salary. Amen. But the salary was just enough to get by. And you don't need to be an accountant to realize, you know, eventually you're going to run out of money. Our rent was higher than what we were bringing in. And I said, Lord, what am I going to do? <laughs> My wife had more faith than me. She said, why don't we buy a house? <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> yes, wife, we're going to buy a house. I heard a great man of God say, someone, someone has more faith than you. You never shut them down. You never shut them down. Yes, we're going to do it. Amen. We're going to use her faith. Amen. Because in the natural, I'm all about dollars and cents, and, and, and that's, that's normally like a guy, right? You know, the, the guy makes sense of everything. He's the provider. And I'm thinking, Lord, my wife wants a house. How are you going to do it? Because <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. I know what my credit is, and my credit wasn't bad, but I know what's coming in. I know what we have saved and, and everything. How are we going to do this? And the Lord said, just win souls. Just win souls. You see, souls is the currency of heaven, along with faith. Souls, the Bible says in the book of John that God pays his servants good wages. And the fruit that they bring is souls to eternity. Everything I have is because I'm a soul winner. Everything my wife and I have is because we decided to win souls. Amen. I know we have a, a long week together. You're going to hear stories and testimonies of what God has done in our lives supernaturally. Why? Because we decided to put souls first. Amen. And there's people here right now. You said, how could that be? How could you win souls and, and get paid? Do you believe? 
Do you believe God's word? Glory to God. I feel the anointing now. Hallelujah. Do you, could you believe God for the impossible, the miraculous? Win souls. Win souls. So my wife said, we're going to buy a house. I said, okay, honey. What type of house? And you're going to hear my wife preach this week. Amen. Because women deserve to preach just as much as men. Women are anointed just as much as men. Amen. That was, that was okay maybe for the Baptist church, but we're in a Pentecostal church. Amen. Okay, here we go. And she'll tell you all about it. Amen. But she's, she said, we're going to buy a house. I said, okay. And the Lord said, just keep winning souls. Just keep winning souls. Just keep winning souls. I started praying and fasting and winning souls, praying and fasting, winning souls. This guy came to our church. He said, Pastor Mike, I want to show you my house. I said, oh, boy. Okay, let's see it. He showed me the house. I wasn't even with my wife. I went there, met him at his house, and it was a white house, three stories. The third story was a walk-up attic. It was really nice. A lot of storage. You all know women love storage. Amen. <laughs> enough, enough rooms, nice kitchen, this brand, freshly painted, brand-new, wood, truly wooden floors, white uh, uh, baseboards. It was beautiful. Air conditioning, central air, had a garage. I could fit my Ram in it. I was shocked. But, you know, it snows. You guys have no idea what snow. Some of you know what snow is. But you want, you want a garage, amen? Put your snow blower in. And I said, this is great. This is really, this is, this is perfect. And the guy looked at me. And at the time, the market, people were selling houses. It was, it was going like hotcakes. They wouldn't even last and on top of that, they, the prices were four or five times the value. So he looks at me. He says, do you like it? And I said, I like it. I said, but my wife's got to see it. <laughs> well, why don't you have her look at it? And I said, okay. You know, keep in mind, we didn't have all the money in the bank to buy the house. So we would have to take a loan out and everything. And the bank looks at you when you say ask for money, right? They want all your bank records. They want to know where this money came from. They want to know how to get into your bank. They want to know everything. Why did you give this much to a church? What, what, who is this? And who, you, know, you know, it's just, I said, to, I said to my wife, I'll never loan, take a loan ever again. I will never have to explain why I give to a heathen like that ever again. Because it was so frustrating. It was one of the most frustrating things. We're out in Texas, and we're preaching the gospel, and the loan officer called us, and they, they want us to fax over things. I said, I'm preaching the gospel. I have no time for this. Anyway, so I took my wife to look at this house. Now, my wife is big um, with, with vision boards. Haggai 20, write the vision down, make it plain. So I didn't know all this, but my wife already had a vision board, and in the vision board, there was a white house. In the vision board, there was uh, wooden floors. There was certain, these certain cabinets and, and this certain color paint, this gray, white paint and everything like this. And it was everything she wanted. She said, this is our house. <laughs> I said, okay. So I then <clears throat> went up to the gentleman, and I said, I want to buy the house. <clears throat> How much? And he gave me the number. It was, it was probably about 30000 below asking. He said, I don't even want to put it on the market. You just tell me. This. He said, this is what I need for this house, and I'm going to give it to you. 
I'm like, glory to God. His real estate agent, however, didn't like us. She, she, she was losing a lot of commission with us. And she went behind the guy's back and put it on the market. But how many of you know when God ordains something, when he sets something up, nothing can come in between it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we began to pray and fast. And I, 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 I said, well, we need the down payment. We need to get things going. And let me tell you, just what the Bible says. Do you believe that he's going to meet every single one of your needs? Do you believe financially you're going to be okay? There's tough times. They said they don't even, people don't even know if we're in a recession or not. And I'm telling you, it really doesn't make a difference. It doesn't make a difference who's in office. It doesn't make a difference who's, in, who's, who's the mayor, who's the governor. Doesn't, does not make a difference because that doesn't change faith. What's happening in this world doesn't change faith because I'm on God's currency. I'm in the system of God. I don't need to talk about giving. This is a giving church. You all know the seed time and harvest. As long as this earth remains, there's going to be seed time. So it doesn't really make a difference. So I told, this, I told this lady, I said, we're going to buy this house. Well, do you have all the money? And I said, yes, I do. Don't you worry about it. Sometimes you just got to shut the mouth of the devil. You know? Because someone that's going to try to steal your peace isn't, isn't going to be a friend of yours. Peace is one of the perfect. Peace is God's way of saying everything's going to be okay. Because you believe. Because you have faith. You can't put a price on peace. You can't put a price on the anointing. You can't put a price. When God says something, that should settle it. And a lot of times people go into their heads, right? Who's done it before? You've gone into your head and you said, well, this, this is the plan B. But faith says there's no plan B. Faith says this word works or it doesn't. Faith says I'm going to believe this word. Jesus is the truth. This word is alive. This word is active. This word is moving. And I'm going to get what's mine. Glory to God. Because faith said so. It's like calling Jesus a liar. Now, some people don't, might, might not like prosperity. Some people say, well, you know, that's a little greedy. You really don't need that. You know, you could, you could live in an 800-square-foot apartment, and, and that will be fine. That should be fine. Be blessed, and, and, and it will be okay. You should be grateful for the things you have. But listen, if I could believe God for salvation, if I could believe God for healing, why can't I believe God for prosperity? Why can't I believe God for a house? Why can't I believe God? My wife wants a house. My wife wants it. I, Lord, aren't we your children? The book of Matthew says, how much more? If you ask, if you ask a, 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 for, for bread, how much more is he going to give you bread? Or will he give you stones? Will he give you snakes? No. Hallelujah. We started praying, and supernaturally, the down payment for the house came into our pocket. Someone said, I felt the Lord speak to me, and I was to give you this much. I don't know what it's for, but I'm just going to be obedient. And it was the down payment with some more. Glory to God. Because it's because of our faith. Your faith this week will be challenged. Your faith this week will be challenged. 
Some of you, you are in a relationship. Some of you, you have friends that speak nothing but defeat down. Some of you, you think lower of yourselves. Well, well, let somebody else do it. Some of you feel like you're not qualified to share the gospel. Some of you feel like, well, God's going to bless somebody else. I really don't need it. Let me just say that right now. That is a complete lie from the devil. Your faith will be challenged this week. Something, something's going to give way. And if you allow the Holy Ghost to stretch you this week, some of you just being here will be a stretch because you have work, you've got other responsibilities. But make time for God this week, I promise you. My wife and I, we've been praying and fasting for these meetings. We've been believing you. We don't know who you are. I don't need to know who you are. The Holy Ghost knows who you are. And when the Holy Ghost wants to do something, it's going to do something. Glory to God. And something inside of you is going to jump. Some of you have been believing to, for to be healed and delivered. That's going to happen this week. God is going to do a great thing, a mighty thing, a new thing. He's been waiting to do this. There's going to be a move of God here. You're going to feel the presence of God. You, when you walk out, you're going to go home. You're going to feel the same presence. Then you work the whole day. You come back in, and the presence of God never left you. You're going to take this anointing that's going to come on you, and you're going to, you're going to feel great this week. People are going to look at you different because the anointing will change you. Look at David. The anointing changed David. It turned him into a regular shepherd boy to someone that became a giant slayer. It actually anointed him to be king. But first he had to go through the process. Say there's a process. Faith is, faith is there's a process with faith. I told the camera guy, it's going to be hard for you to watch me. I'm going to go all over the place. I like to walk around that. It's hard for me to stand seated. I get so excited because I, I see what God's doing in people. I see everything you're going through, and God is going to do a new thing. God is going to touch you with his fire this week. God is going to do miracles this week. You're walking out of here healed this week. Settle it now. Settle it now. I'm walking out of here changed this week. There's no devil in hell that could stop me. There's no devil big enough than my God. The last time I checked, the devil is underneath my feet, and that's where he's going to stay. Some of you talk about the devil more than you talk about God. But that's going to change. Hallelujah. Things, labels that you have, that's been put on you are going to come off in Jesus' name. Some of you going up to another level. Some of you going to receive download for businesses. Some of you going to fund the end time harvest. Some of you been asking God, Lord, give me a vision. Give me a dream. Show me what my next move is. God is going to order your steps this week. Hallelujah. God is going to order your steps like no business. Some of you been believing God for promotions. Some of you been wanting to give more. Lord, take me to a new level. Guess what? It takes faith to do that. It takes faith for you to understand the things of God. But that's not going to stop you this week. I feel the anointing right now. Hallelujah. God is going to do a great and mighty thing inside of you. Young people, you better get ready. Just like what Pastor said uh, this evening. Idols. Idols are going to burn. Some of you spend more time on TikTok than reading the Word. That's going to stop this week. Some of you are going to reconsecrate yourself to the Lord. 
Some of you are going to feel the call to go into ministry. How is that going to happen? Don't ask how. Faith, faith, like I said, takes a stand. Faith takes a stand. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The anointing comes on by faith. And that anointing is going to come on you. Some of you, you've been tired. You've been lonely. You've been afraid. And that fear is going to come off of you this week. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Everything the devil stole from you is coming back to you sevenfolds in the name of Jesus. It's coming back to you. That strength is coming back to you. That, that your health is coming back to you. Hallelujah. 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 Ramando, cobra, mandanda. All because of faith. All because that you have faith in the Lord to deliver you, to supply your needs. Thank you, Lord. Faith, Bible faith is, I said this, make sure you write it down. Bible faith is believing in your heart. It's not in your mind. Your mind's not going to want to come to church this week. Some of you, I won't see you again. Oh, no, I'm going to be here every single night. Evangelist Mike, I'm going to go pastor. I'm going to be here every single night. Some of you, I won't see you again. Because there's a distraction that's coming. Anytime there's a move of God, there's a distraction. The devil doesn't want you to be in these meetings. And this is just a warm-up. This is the warm-up. This is the, the antipasto. This is the appetizer. Hallelujah. Mark my words right now. Something's going to come up. Your aunt out of nowhere is going to call you. Oh, could you take me to the doctor? I have no ride. <laughs> I've seen it before. I've seen it. I've seen it so many times. You're determined in your spirit. I'm going to get this done. I'm going to be in church. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. But then some little thing, some great aunt on your father's side that you've never heard from. Hey, my car broke down. Can I borrow yours? Or I'm supposed to go to church. It's better to give than to receive. They're going to they're gonna quote scriptures at you. I promise. I think I'm joking. Glory to God. It's not my first rodeo. But will you have, will, will, you, will, you, will you persevere this week with me? You're laughing, but it's true, right? <laughs> it's true. You're going to be here all week? Okay, promise? Okay, praise God. I believe you. Amen. Lift your hand. The anointing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands, church. Something's happening right now. I'm not even, I didn't even start ministering yet. Faith says it's done. Faith says it's done. 
Faith says it's done. Faith says it's done. Arribambo ko jambramando ko mandoriandaramandi rabastato shimbrodoboko yandaramambata shindaramambaza. The wind, the wind, the wind of heaven, fire of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Three things each person should believe to learn, should know what to do during these meetings. There's three things, three things that's going to happen in these meetings. Three things for each and every one of you to do. Number one, open up your heart. Open up your heart to receive from God this week. Some of you look at me and, oh, you're a young minister. You, you, you haven't been anywhere that I know other ministers have been. Open up your heart. Because it's not me. I'm a yielded vessel. I'm a yielded vessel. Ask the Lord to use me. My, I've given up everything. I've given up my house. My wife and I are two servants of God that will do anything he tells us to do. We have no boundaries. We have no limits. We have nothing, no baggage. Then the Lord said, well, I'm going to use you greater than what you think you'll do. I, 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 glory to God, I can't even say it right now. It's not for me to say. Number, number one is open up your heart. Out of the heart flows the issues of life. Out of the heart flows the issues of life. Some of you are sick right now. Some of you are hurting right now because you opened up your heart to the wrong thing, to the wrong person, and they've, 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 you've allowed something to come into your heart, bitterness, sickness, and it all stems from a hurt, broken heart. That's going to change. Number one, open up your heart to receive from God. Number two, believe. It's believing. Believing that the word of God is true. Believing that Jesus Christ cannot lie. He can't. It's impossible for Jesus to lie. The Bible says, as Jesus was, so are you. Do you believe that? Jesus didn't walk around sick. Jesus didn't walk around depressed. Jesus didn't walk around bu broke, busted, and disgusted. No, he walked around with power and authority to rule over all the works of the devil. That authority, that power comes on you this week in Jesus' name. But it's believing that you are going to have to receive it. It's, it's believing with an open heart. Lord, you said it, ah, that settles it. Well, look at the economy. Well, look, look at so-and-so. Shut the door on doubt. Shut the door on fear. Fear will paralyze you into sickness. I've seen it. Fear will paralyze you, will make you a shut-in. I'm afraid to go out at home. I'm afraid to do anything. Afraid, fear. That's, that's going to come off of you. 
In fact, some of you, you're going to get a hold of this message that I'm preaching, this revelation, and God's going to use you to set other people free. Not by your strength, but by the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's with a heart you believe. It's not with your head. How do you explain limbs growing out? How do you explain deaf ears opening? How do you explain cancer leaving? How do you explain, how do you explain that? How do you explain a, 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 a leg that was crooked turning, uh, straightening? How do you ex- explain when a back is broken and this young girl can't do gymnastics anymore because she broke her back and the power of God touched and healed her? How do you explain a mother that has really bad knees that, that can't walk proper and the power of God touched her? You can't. It's faith. I just believe it. It's done. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your anointing. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for your presence. Hallelujah. And the third thing you must learn to do is act. After these meetings are done, these meetings will be in in the books. They're just going to be testimonies. But it's your job. Say, it's my job to act. It's my job to act on the word. It's my job to act. The Bible says to go to all the world and preach the gospel. It doesn't say sit. It doesn't say pray and intercede. It says go. The only times things get done in this earth is when God calls somebody and they go. And I see people here running. I see people here running with the things of God. I see people here with the anointing doing the impossible. I see people here doing the miraculous. I see people here being used by God to shake their town, to shake their region, to shake their state, to shake this country. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every time you act for God, you use your faith. Every time you use your faith, you please God. I said it. The Bible says faith is a substance of things hoped for, things not yet seen. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So you can't see what you're doing yet. You're going to wake up one morning and the Holy Ghost is going to give you an idea. Oh, I I think this would be a great idea to reach people. And you're going to do it. You're going to believe it's going to get done. Some of you, you felt called to go into the ministry, but you always kept putting it aside. You're going to get reactivated this week. Some of you have gifts and talents that your pastor doesn't even know. Those gifts and talents are for the body. Don't be selfish. Use them for the kingdom of God. How else do things happen? I know a, a church building that got built because people said, oh, I, I could, I could, I'm a construction worker. I'm an electrician. I'm a plumber. 
I'm an accountant. I know how to clean the toilets. It's all, it's all for the glory of God. We can get this stuff done. I know how to cook. I know how to bake. I know how to sew. I know how to fix cars. When I first wanted to serve in my church, that's what I did. I cleaned the toilets. I, I couldn't sing. My brothers were doing PA stuff, and they were doing, at the time, there were slides with projections. And I, I wanted to do something. I said to my pastor, what could I do? He said, well, there's always janitory work. Okay. I did it. I did it for the glory of God. It's not what you do. It's your heart you do in it. And faith tells you that I'm doing this unto the Lord. Faith tells you, Lord, I, I'm not doing this for personal. I'm, I'm doing it because I love you. I'm doing it because I care about you. I'm doing it because there's a need, and I'm going to make sure it's done. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Someone says, where is that in the Bible? Open your heart, believe, and act. Well, I'm glad you asked. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Pride will stop you from serving God. Pride will stop you from doing what you're called to do because you feel that it's petty. It's not that important. But meanwhile, it's important. Oh, I'm too good for that. Look, I'm in a suit. I'll be the first one to take my suit off to go help somebody. Because it's not about the suit. It's about the heart. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Some of you believing for your healing. This is exactly how you're going to receive your healing. Opening your hearts and hearing, believing and acting. Acts 14, 8. I don't know who needs to hear this, but I'm going to say it. Someone's phone's going off. If it's for me, take a message. <laughs> Amen. Wow, you have really good hearing. Then. <laughs> Paul and Barnabas in Lystra and Derby. Four, uh, Acts chapter 14, verse 8. While they were in Lystra, listen, I'm not great with names, so pardon me. Paul and Barnabas come upon a man who was with a man with crippled feet. He had been that way from birth. This is the Michael translation, everybody. I'm just imagine being crippled from birth. Imagine seeing somebody. First of all, if you were Paul, what's your facial expression going to say? Just imagine looking at that. It's, it's, it's kind of rough. How, do you, how, how is God going to heal that? But that's why we don't look at stuff like that. That will take you out of faith. People that want to be used in ministry, when you go pray for somebody, you don't, you don't look at the biggest, how big the problem is. 
I know somebody that's going to do it. Let me introduce you to the healer. His name is Jesus. Jesus is the healer. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So this man was crippled from birth. He'd been that way from birth, so he had never walked. If you've never seen anybody crippled, they have no muscles. There's, There's nothing there. There's no strength in their bodies. So then in the natural, how is that, how is that even going to move? Because there's a process. First you crawl, and, you, and then you build strength in your legs. So understand what's going to happen here. Understand the power that's going to be released from heaven. Because it's, it's, more, it's more than being healed. Understand it. It's more than just a miracle. It's more than just legs getting strong. It's, it's, it's more than that. Glory to God. He was sitting and listening. Say listening. This week, you're going to be sitting and listening to the word of the Lord preached. You're going to be sitting under the anointing. That's where miracles happen. Because it's under the anointing, you turn off your mind. It's under the anointing, you just, okay, this is it. I'm just, this is it. You just sit. If you fall asleep, that's okay too. Just get, just get to these meetings. Some of you will have the greatest sleep in the anointing. All night prayer turns to all night snoozing in the anointing. Hallelujah. He was sitting and listening as Paul preached. Looking straight at him, Paul realized he had faith to be healed. So Paul called to him in a loud voice, Stand up! And the man jumped up, jumped up. He acted. He acted. He acted. He listened. He believed. He opened up his heart. Faith was birthed in him because he heard Paul preach the gospel. He heard, he heard the, he saw the words come alive. Glory to God. I feel the anointing. In every form of sickness, at the sound of my voice, I adjure you right now in the name of Jesus. The lady with the issue of blood, what did she do? Oh, she heard about Jesus. She opened up her heart to hear. Glory to God. She heard about Jesus. Did you know about this man named Jesus who went around healing people, delivering people?
She said, if I could just touch his hem, not even the whole, if I could just wear his coat, if I could just uh, ask him to pray for me, if I could just, just, just spend a lunch evening or dinner with him. No, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And what happened? It was by their faith. They were healed. Some of you right now, as I'm talking, as I'm ministering, something's happening in your spirit. I was in Texas, and we were in an outdoor event. Unchurched people. They, they have no time. They want to in and out. It doesn't take long for faith to grow. I started ministering just like how I'm ministering. I'm just talking. They don't even realize what's happening. But the anointing fell. The presence of God was so strong. And I said, if you're sick in your body, if there's something wrong in your body, and if you need Jesus to come and touch you and heal you, lift your hand. And this mother lifted her hand. She came forward. I made a line, aligned everybody up. I said, what's wrong? She says, nothing wrong with me, but my daughter. She broke, her, she broke her vertebrae, showed me the x-ray and everything. And I simply asked to a young girl, I said, do you believe Jesus? Jesus wants to heal you. Do you believe Jesus paid a price for you? Do you believe Jesus wants to make you well? She looked at me and she nodded. That's all it takes. Small measure of faith. Glory to God. Hallelujah. A small measure of faith. I laid my hands on our back, and the power of God, you just felt like a pop. The power of God touched this young girl. She looked her eyes wide open. Hallelujah. I said, do something you couldn't do. She's just looking at me. She's shocked. She's stunned. Just do something you couldn't do. The mom shouted, honey, twist and bend. She was doing gymnastics. She, was, she couldn't do any of that. The mom yelled, honey, twist and bend. She started twisting. She started bending. No pain. She said, I couldn't do that. She had a back brace. She said, I couldn't do that. She pulled the back brace. I couldn't do that. But then she could. Glory to God. And then she could. You see, during these meetings, some of you are going to grab a hold of what I'm saying quicker than others. Some of you are being touched right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. All because you decided to believe. 
all because you decided you weren't going to listen to your mind. Something snapped in your spirit. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All because of believing. Believing in, in Jesus Christ will get you further in life than doubting Jesus. To believe in Jesus means that I'm going to take his word and I'm going to see it in my life. A lot of people, oh, you, you know, you need an education to read the Bible. You need to go to a Bible school to read the Bible. You need your pastor to read it. You know, my, 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 my father's side of the family grew up Catholic, and, and they only heard the Bible. The priest had to read the Bible. But what good is that? What good is that? And when you read the Bible, you read the Bible with the Holy Ghost. You read the Bible with the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost will unlock mysteries and secrets. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost will paint a picture for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father. I made my mind up a long time ago. I didn't want to be like other ministers. I didn't want to have a ministry like everybody else. And so the Lord said, stay in my word. Stay hungry. Stay teachable. Keep winning souls. And as I prayed that, as I, done, as I began to do that, a great man of God uh, gave, me a, uh, gave me a word from the Lord. And it said a supernatural ministry. And I believe this week you're going to experience the supernatural. I believe this week religion and tradition is going to leave you and die. Tradition will keep you in a nine to five, will keep you in a church routine. Tradition will keep you in the same pew every Sunday. But that's got to stop. The world needs Jesus. And God has called you, say me, to witness to somebody. And this week, you're going to experience the supernatural. You'll experience power. Just what the Bible says, Acts 1-8, you will receive power. 
you're going to receive that power. Some of you are not going to recognize who you are because the Lord is going to do the work in you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Cabrando cosa rimata, rimon bon brama catoso briadando. Just pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Ma carrea mandis arriba toso mando, arriba cayo dondo zombra mo. Ma carrea zozo rimandi, mandon dondo da manda sarda bacato, ma shardio romando corianda sarda bacato, manzaribado. What no eye has seen, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what hasn't come into the minds of man is what God has prepared for those who love me. And this church has been founded on love. I feel in my spirit this church has been the definition of love to this community, to people. And I feel in my spirit that God has something so explosive for this church for the end time. It's, 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 just, it's just like what Pastor and I spoke about over the phone. It can't be in the four walls of this church. Hallelujah. And I, I strongly feel in my spirit, you, everyone here, has been put on this earth to be a sign and a wonder. A sign and a wonder. You're not supposed to just be a normal Christian. You're going to be a billboard for Christ. Billboards are loud. Billboards are colorful. Billboards get people to look at them. That's what God is going to do for you this week in these meetings where if you allow the Holy Ghost, if you open up your heart, if you act on what's being preached, glory to God. Hallelujah. Some of you have been believing for this for a long time. And so it shall come to pass because of your faith in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Lift your hands, church. Lift your hands. Jesus, every form of sickness, every spirit of lack, every spirit of lack, every thought of lack, every thought of how is it going to happen. Listen, you don't act in lack, you act in faith. For when God says it, when God speaks it to you, that means it shall be done in Jesus' name. You don't go around thinking, well, I need a plan. How is this? No, some of you are analytical like that. But the Lord could work with analytical. The Lord could work with analytical. But just believe. Allow faith to override the analyticalness. And watch the doors be wide open. Watch the doors be wide open. Watch the doors come wide open. Thanks for listening to the MJV Ministries podcast. If you would like to stand with us as we preach the gospel and make a kingdom impact, consider becoming one of the thousand monthly partners we are believing for. To learn more, go to mjvministries.com partner.